Brother Richard, is that you I see? Brother, we're so glad to see you. God bless you. Where have you been? Where, where have your travels taken you lately? Huh? Where have, you, have you been anywhere new? No? You're like, I'm everywhere. You're part of our family. We love you. I'm glad to see you, my brother. Let's stand. I'll talk to you for the next 10 minutes. That's a lie. It's going to be longer than that. I'm going to talk to you for the next 18 minutes. About the blessing of God. Don't let the title scare you. Hopefully that's not going to describe you after tonight. All right. Everybody say rootless and fruitless. Good. Rootless and fruitless. Psalm 92, verse 12 through 15, and then we'll go to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 and 8. Uh, let's read. Help me read. You're alive. Everybody ready? Read. Verse 13. Yes, verse 14. Keep reading. My Lord. Go back to verse 12, please, real quick. Verse 12. Oh, you're doing all right, but all right. The righteous. Everybody say the righteous. Flourish. The righteous. Flourish. Like a palm tree, like a cedar tree. That's how they flourish. Tonight we're going to talk about how it's the will of God for you to be planted. Because the planted prosper. Father, bless your word in every heart and life. Anoint me to preach it like you gave it to me. Give these, your people, an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and the grace to apply. Father, it is all of our desire to be blessed. There isn't a saint of God in this church that would say in their heart that they don't desire to be blessed. So, Father, tonight, teach us through your word how it is that we might be blessed in every season of our life. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Be seated, please. How many of you want to be blessed and financially stable? Raise your hand. If you didn't raise your hand, you're a liar. How many want to be unstable and anxious? How many like to feel afraid? Good. So tonight's lesson is on how to be stable, blessed in every season. Financially, relationally, in every single way, regardless of your external circumstances, regardless of what the economy is doing, there is, please hear me, there is a biblical precedent found in the book of Psalm 92 and in the book of Jeremiah that teaches the body of Christ how God intends to bless, prosper, and sustain them in, in spite of what's going on around them. Now, do you believe that the Bible is God's word? I'm going to ask you again. Do you believe that the Bible is God's word? Do you believe that he's a liar? Yes or no? Do you believe that what you read is truth? Do you believe it works? Are you sure? Then why don't you trust it? All right. Now, pastor, is it really that simple? I mean, you're going to tell me how to be blessed. Really? You're going to tell me how? how yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell you. The Bible's going to tell you. Because... 
I what I want to talk about really tonight is the importance of being planted in the house of God. We all want something for nothing. That's our problem. Y'all don't have to like what I'm telling you. It's a fact. I want abs. I don't know why you're laughing. That wasn't even a joke. That was serious. I do, Brother Beto. I want abs. Never had them? I know they're there. Somewhere. But I don't want to put in the work necessary to get the abs. We want to be blessed. But we want God to bless us big and we want God to bless us full time while giving a part time commitment. If I ask how many of you want to be blessed financially, everybody will say, Amen. How many of you want God to stabilize your home? Amen. But when it comes to doing what God told you to do, well, I didn't sign up for all that. I want you to consider today how many hours or minutes you spent on social media just today on Instagram, Facebook, in, uh, Snapchat, whatever. If you spent an hour, just one hour in total up until now, have you served in your church as long as you've been on social media? Oh, I love Revival Wednesday. So you have given an hour plus of your life to Insta, but you don't want to give an hour to Jehovah. Is this what we're saying out here? That you'll give two hours to social media, which doesn't give you anything in return, but you can't serve and worship and commit that same amount of time to the house of God. And then we have the nerve to say, why am I afraid, anxious, fearful, and unstable? Here's why. Because we're not planning. There are certain laws, uh, laws of physics, laws of nature, that are very similar. They almost run concurrently with the laws of God. One of them is the law of reaping and sowing. Uh, if you go outside, you'll notice that the grass is brown. It's brown because we had to kill what was there from last season in order to plant new seed for new growth. I'm going to say it again. It's brown because we had to kill what was. Y'all, are you hearing me by the Holy Ghost? It's brown because we had to kill what was there from last season in order to plant new seed to see new growth. You see, the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that too will he reap. The problem with us, though, is that we want to sow sparingly and reap bountifully. Can you imagine if Brother Tony and all the men that were there, I was one of them. Uh, I don't even know. I didn't do that very much, but I was here, though. And so, so can, I, can you imagine, Brother Tony, if, we, if, if you got the big bag of seed and then you only spread it in a little circle and then showed up every week and like, why? And showed up every week expecting the whole lawn to sprout. Can you imagine once that little patch sprouts up green and bright, but everything else stays dead? Are you going to scratch? What a, what a fool you'd be if you scratch your head and say, how come the rest didn't grow? 
And that's kind of what we do. We sow a little bit of seed and then we expect to have a bountiful harvest. But it's foolishness to expect for something to grow when you have nothing in the ground. Ah, I'm preaching better than your amen. It's foolish to believe or to wait on something to grow when you have nothing in the ground. I'm going to say something you ain't going to like. The harvest is for those that have seed in the ground. I'll say, it's, I'll say something else. Expectation, the spirit of expectation. I feel the Holy Ghost helping me. The spirit of expectation belongs to those that have trusted God with what's in their hand. Those that have released what's in their hand. Those that have sown that seed. And I'm not talking about money. Those that have sown the seed of their time. Sown the seed of their devotion. Those that have put in the work. Those that have been laboring and toiling behind the scenes when wasn't nobody looking. Those that were studying and taking exams even though they were tired and had four babies in their bedroom, those that kept on trucking when everybody else was quitting. And when you walk on that, when you walk on that stage and receive your diploma, when people say, well, well, she ain't all that. No, they don't know the work that you put in. They don't know how long you, you committed yourself to study. They don't know they weren't there when you were putting in that work. And people will drive by and criticize your green grass, but they don't know that you've been sowing seed. Shout hallelujah. This word didn't come today. I've been marinating on this thing all week long. People have the nerve to bear. I want my grass to be green. You haven't laid any seed down. It's foolishness for you to expect a harvest. The spirit of expectation belongs to those that have something in the ground. Whew. So every day, but I'm, I'm anxious. Though. I lack patience, though. That's me. We barely scalped the grass here at church the other day, and I drove up today expecting to see growth. That's me. Put a little bit of water. I drove up today. I'm not even kidding. I drove up today, and I was trying to catch it. Like, is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, is it kicking you? I realized it ain't because all my pigeon homies were right there eating up all the seed. It's not God's will. Listen, it's not God's will for us. It's never been God's design for you to just go to church. It's God's will for you to be planted. There's a difference between going to church and being planted. When you just go to church, you go. Listen, when you just go to church, when you're a church goer instead of, instead of the planting of the Lord, you go when you have time. You go when the game's not on. You go when you're not tired. You go when you have, well, dead time to spare. That's, that's how people live when they just go to church. But people that are planted, they don't necessarily go to church. They become part of the life of the church. It's not about I got to be in every service. No. You see, the moment that you say that, your mentality is already off. Well, do I have to? It's like, it's like somebody who wants to be fit saying, do I have to go to the gym three times a week? Yeah. You want to look like young Arnold? While you're eating like Danny DeVito? <laughs> Good luck. And then we have the nerve to blame the gym for the way we look. Now, I'm using the gym, but I, what I really want to say is the church. Oh, it's the church is the reason why I'm so carnal. It's the church. It's, it's, it's Pastor Joe. He's the reason why I'm not on fire. It's Sister Sandra because, you know, the way she sings, it bothers me. That's why I ain't. 
Who wants to be blessed? Me, 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 me. You're, you're rootless. And because you're rootless, you're fruitless. You go to church, but you're not planted. Are you in the house still? You're like, I want my money back tonight. I didn't come for all it. So here's the question, ALC. What happens when you're planted? Real simple tonight. What happens when you are planted right from the word of God? What happens when you're planted? Number one, you flourish. Everybody say, you flourish. The word flourish in Greek is the word parak, and it means to grow. It means to blossom. It means to shoot upright. Flourish. The Bible says that those are those that are planted ready. They flourish in the house of the Lord. That means they grow. If you're not growing, it's because you're not planted. Stop blaming your lack of spiritual growth on everyone around you. It's because you're not planted. You got to set roots down. And I don't know about you, but I want to grow. One thing I hate to do is to waste my time. I hate wasting time. If I'm not going to grow, if something's not growing me, challenging me, then I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. If a book doesn't challenge me within the first chapter, I don't want to read it anymore. That's just how I am. So if I'm not growing, then don't need it. So if we're not growing, we really have to ask ourselves, wait a minute, well, well, why isn't there growth? Well, well, typically it's because there's a lack of commitment. We're not rooted. How can you expect to grow when you're not setting roots down first? So the text says, give me the text, Psalm 92, verse 12. Ready? Now, I want you to see right from God's word. Ready? Read. The... Stop. Read it like you're alive. Ready? The. One more time. The. What? Like. And. Now, I'm not talking about the queen palms that die here in the desert. No, I'm not talking about that. But have you ever seen, have you, have you seen, what are they called? The Washington, the Washington, Washingtonas. I don't know if that's, they call them in Spanish, right? Have you seen the other kind of palm trees or the canary palm trees? They're sturdy. I mean, these things, why they, they, especially if they're tall, they'll sway in the wind. They'll bend, y'all ain't hearing me by the Holy Ghost. They'll bend with the wind, but they won't break. They won't break. Especially if it's been there for a long time. Man, I'm telling you. We, and have you ever tried to uproot a, a palm tree that's been there for a long time? Oh, my goodness. Now, when the Bible talks about the palm, it's talking about a, a tree that typifies not only, not only that stability, but it typifies victory. You remember when Jesus came into the city with his triumphal entry, the Bible says that they cut down the palms of a palm tree and they waved them and shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Because that was a sign of victory. That, was a, that, was a, that, that palm leaf was used as a sign of victory and they waved those palm leaves and shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Now, it not only refers to the palm, but it talks about a cedar tree. Everybody say a cedar tree. Now, a cedar tree, the great cedar tree is what Solomon used to cut into the pillars of the temple of God. The cedar tree, if you don't know, the cedar tree also has a very sweet aroma to it. The cedar tree smells good. My dad, he, my dad, my, we grew up, my, everything my dad smelled in the neighborhood, he would always say, he wouldn't call it a cedar, but the thought came to my mind, he would say, mmm, smells like mesquite. It was just a neighbor's old weed. He was smoking weed an hour before, and he was like, mm, you smell that? That's mesquite wood, and we're like, mesquite wood? That's more like mota. Sorry, dad. He came home every day and it was mesquite. Yeah, me and my canales look at each other like mesquite. <laughs> That's bebo. Anyway. (laughs) 
A theologian, A.R. Fawcett, he wrote the following. He said, the text speaks of the vigorous growth, not only growth, vigorous growth, longevity, utility. Come on now. The fragrance, the beauty of these noble trees, and they are set forth in the life, the character, and the destiny of the righteous. Vigorous growth in the life of the righteous. Longevity in the life of the righteous. Come on, no fly by night. You don't want to be a fly by night. You want people to see you at Cardenas and say, hey, what's going on, brother? You still serve the Lord? Claro que si. You're still a hallelujah. You know it. How long you been serving God? For 89 years. Still, still. What else am I going to do? Where else can I go? Only he has words of vida eterna. Where else? Donde iremos? Where else can I go? Only you have words. Peter said, where will we go? Only you have words of everlasting life. You're still a hallelujah? Yeah. Of course. What you think? What else am I going to do? Go to hell? I know how to be blessed. Why would I ever leave? I want to flourish, and I know how to do that. Why would I leave? Somebody shout, I'm planning. Come on, shout, I'm planning. So what happens when you're planted? Number one, you flourish. Number two, your roots grow. Now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 17. We're going to finish right here before we get our tamale boats. Hey, tamale boat time. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 and 8. Read it like you're alive. Ready? Read. Stop. Y'all in the back ain't reading. Ready? Read. Uh Uh-huh. Verse 8. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, y'all ain't reading like you believe it. If this word would become life in your heart, my God, you'll leave this place shouting to the rooftop. You'll leave here with a one-track mind. I got to get planted. I got to get planted. I got to transition out from being a church goer. I don't want to just go to church. I need to be planted. Somebody shout planted. Nobody here has ever planted a tree and expected to see fruit in the next day. You don't do that. If you don't do it in the natural, why do you expect it in the spiritual? That, that, I say that to say this. Stop wasting time. Stop being on that teeter-totter of religiosity. Make up your mind right now. Let me tell you something. Because there's only one person that wants you to be unstable. There's only one person that wants you to live with financial fear. And it ain't your father. There's only one person that wants you to be inconsistent. There's only one. It ain't the Lord. It's your enemy. Your enemy wants you to be a churchgoer. As long as you're not planted, he knows you're going to live in fear. He knows you're going to be financially unstable. He knows that it's going to affect your joy, your peace, your relationships. He knows it's going to affect every part of your life. Show me somebody who's not rooted, and I'll show you somebody who lacks fruit in every area of their life. Show me. I've never seen somebody that had a blessed marriage, somebody that was prospering financially, somebody that was stable in their mind, somebody that had joy, somebody that had peace. I've never seen anybody that was whole who was not rooted. Ain't going to happen. There's going to be fear. There's going to be anxiety. There's going to be instability. There's going to be issues, deep-seated issues, because they're not planted. Well, how can you say that? Because God said it. Here's the thing. I'm not saying it. He is. 
So I asked the question again, how many of you want to be blessed? I do. I'm raising my hand right now. How many of you want to be stable? How many of you want to flourish? Then God's telling you how. So get yourself planted. The righteous flourish when they're planted in the house of the living God. Now, our roots grow deep. Ready? When we're planted. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Ready? Give me the text first. We're going to say it again. I want you to see this. Give me verse 7 and 8 before we go home, and then I'm going to give you the last point. Verse 7 and 8 again. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Give me verse 7 and verse 8. Ready? Read. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. Verse 8. Let's read this slow. Ready? Read. He is like a... Okay, that what? By the stream. And does not fear stop when the heat comes he doesn't fear oh you're not hearing me <laughs> when they say gas is five dollars a gallon oh how am i gonna be able to get to work i guess that means i can't go to church Uh, I'm going to say something to get myself in trouble. But you see him next weekend driving all the way to Vegas to go gamble. <laughs> oh, I felt that one. I better hurry. Doesn't matter what the economy does. No matter how hot the heat is, they live without fear. He's like a tree planted by water. That means that is a continual supply. Flowing to his roots. But you got to have roots. Those roots are constantly being fed by that water. That water typifies the Holy Spirit of God. Spirit of God moving in his life. Ready? And watch what happens. He does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves, what? They remain green. Somebody say evergreen. evergreen. Come on, like your life shall evergreen. evergreen. His leaves remain green. I love it. It's incredible. His leaves remain green. Thirdly, and is not anxious in the year of drought number four because it does not cease oh my god oh my god oh my god this verse is incredible so here's the third thing that we see and we're going to see is your roots when once you have roots your roots are going to produce fruit somebody say my roots produce fruit if there's no fruit it's because there's a lack of a root there. You're not stable. You can argue all day. That's what it is. Take it up with God. There's no fruit in your life because there's no roots there. If you're financially unstable, you need a roots. You need to set down roots. Say amen if you're hearing what I'm telling you. If you're, if you're afraid or anxious about the economy, you need to set down roots. How many, how many believe God when he's saying what he's saying tonight? Do you believe the word of the Lord? I asked you, how many of you know what it's like? I, I, listen, I, 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 when I was preparing, when I was seeking the mind of God, I, I felt so heavy in my spirit. And so many of you are afraid. You're anxious because of financial issues. And the Lord's like, they don't realize what my plan is. And the reason why they're anxious is because there's a lack of roots there. There's no roots. They're not setting down roots. So they're tossed. When the wind blows, and it will blow. 
I wish I had somebody that would tell the truth in here. Have you lived long enough to know that it will blow on your life? Come on. How many know that storms will come to your life? Just wave at me. How many have been through some hell and high water? Has anybody been through something hard? Come on now. You didn't. Come on. Everybody thought you weren't going to make it out of that divorce. Everybody thought they thought you weren't going to make it out of it. They thought you should have lost your mind. Come on. You were never going to get out of that sickness. But you're still standing by the grace of God. And you ought to take about 10 seconds to clap your hands and say, thank God I'm still standing. If you're still standing against all odds, you ought to shout hallelujah because it's God. Your roots produce fruit. What is the fruit of being rooted or being planted? Here they are, real simple, right from the text. Number one, you live free from fear. That's fruit. Free from fear of outside elements. The Bible says you're not afraid when the heat comes. I got to cut back, Pastor. This is summertime. I love Brother Beth. You want to know why? Because he's like me. He likes sleeping in the winter. In the winter, he likes sleeping ice cold. I promise you, at the hotel that night, I'll never forget it. That life changed my life. (laughs) I never slept in, in a hotel room that was 41 degrees. It was like I was sleeping outside with no cobija. Nothing, 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 nothing. I woke up and I said, something's wrong in this hotel. How cold is it in here? And I said, 41 degrees. I looked over at that Eskimo and he was snoring away. He looked like he was ready to see God. I probably he was happy. Can you imagine being in the summertime and Setting your AC to 73 in your house without being afraid of what your light bill's going to be. Oh, y'all better act like, I, like you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to. I am going to talk about my father. I got I to talk about him while he's still with me. My dad would come home and he'd always check the thermostat. Am I right about it, Dad? Am I right about it? He would always check the AC. We would lower it. Oh, the kids aren't helping me. We would lower it, and then when we knew my dad was coming, we'd put it back up. My mom used to say, what goes around comes around, son. So guess what I caught my daughter Sophia doing one day? I came downstairs. Why are you clapping? It ain't fun. <laughs> I came downstairs, Chris. I swear I came down. I'm like, oh, it's, I, that, that cold hit me right away. I said, oh, it's chilly. I walked down the hallway, bless God, and I saw that somebody had touched my thermostat. It was at 72 degrees in the middle of the summer. The devil is a liar. Elder Brown, I near about about had a conniption. I said, who touched the AC? You want to know why I was yelling? Because I was afraid. That that light bill. I'm keeping it real with you. I was afraid that that light bill was going to get cut off because I wouldn't have the money to pay. Just like I feel the Holy Ghost, just like some of you, you came to church tonight and you don't know how. Your gas is going to last you to the end of the week. You're sitting in this sanctuary right now, afraid 
and unsure as to how you're going to make it. Let me tell you, here's the good news. It's never too late for you to say, God, right now, right here, I choose to set roots down in your house because I want to be planted. I want to be rooted because I want to live without fear. And I want my kids to know that you can trust in the name of the Lord our God. Oh, come on. If you're going to believe the Lord, then give him praise in the house. Somebody shout free from fear. Now, I got to close. I ain't telling you. Put your AC at whatever you want. This ain't about that. You get the point, though. Living in fear is not of God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Don't tell me that that's the father we serve. He's good. Number two, the second fruit that we bear. Number two, ready is this. We live free from doubt, from drought, I should say. Praise God. That means that your leaves remain green. Hallelujah. Don't you want this for yourself? I want my leaves to always be green. Every se- Somebody shout in every season. Somebody shout in every season. I want, to, I want my leaves to stay green. That means I don't want my wallet to be affected by the circumstances outside of me. I want to be green in every season. That's fruit of those that are planted. Number three, as we go home, ready? Here it is. Number three. Here's the third one. The Bible says that they are consistently fruitful. That means that they give fruit in every season. They never stop bearing fruit. Now, I don't know about you, but the laws of God supersede in this case. Wow, this is amazing. They supersede the laws of nature even. Show Show me a tree that gives fruit in every season. You won't find it. Only in the house of God. Only in the house of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. How many want fruit year round? I want fruit year round. So here's what I came to tell you. Ready? Stop going to church and get planted. The preacher told me to stop going to church. Stop going to church and get planted. They're not the same. We have people coming to this church and they're not planted. So they're not stable. They don't have fruit that lasts. Their leaves don't stay green. And then they turn around and wonder why. Here's why. You ain't got, you ain't got roots in the ground. Nothing, nothing, to, nothing to expect to give a harvest. It's time for you to make that change. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your kids. And do it for your grandkids. Because they deserve to see the blessing of God. Come on and shout hallelujah if you're in the house. Somebody shout get planted. Somebody shout get planted. Everybody stand. Junior, come. Everybody stand. Come on, we're done. Hallelujah.